1: hello and welcome to the self-love club the podcast chatting about stuff that matters i'm your host podcaster bell crawford thank you so much for joining me we've got a lot to get through today it's a chit chat episode these feature in between guest episodes my friend anna's joining us and we've got stacks of recommendations for you we're lining them up And we're going to discuss the pre-30s freakout, relevant to any age or stage you're at. Even if you're not turning 30, maybe you're in your 20s, your 30s, 40s, wherever you're at, this will be relevant and it covers off stuff that we're all experiencing it at different stages of our lives. But in terms of the pre-30s freakout, why does it happen? We dissect and share our experiences and advice for getting through any potential freakout without the panic. Let's get into it. Hello, Anna. Welcome back. It's another chit-chat episode. You've been to Pilates. I love that for you, Reforma. How was it?
2: It was so good. So glad I went. I oh. love it. My mum has actually signed up and started oh. going to some one-on-ones at a different place, but I love that for her. I think it'll be so good for her.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that for your mom too. She's the best lady and Reforma is so good for you. I love Pilates, but Reforma, once you discover it, if it's your thing, you get that bug. It just makes you feel really good. Do you feel like when you do it as well, it just makes you feel really... I like the feeling of just being stretched out. That sounds really weird. Yeah. But your body, like you're tall. Like imagine for you, just being able to stretch out all your limbs and your back, it just feels really good. And you feel like lighter almost afterwards from that stretch.
2: Yeah. I also... Well, I'm always carrying around 16 kg nugget. So I hunch over a lot and also I spent all of my teens and most of my 20s quite self-conscious of my height so hunching over trying to make myself shorter and so now I'm kind of embracing it.
1: Yeah no so good I love that and I actually should come to some classes at your one with you.
2: Do it I love it like today I think I was the youngest by two or three decades it makes me feel so good about myself.
1: (laughs) I love that I remember going to one with my dad's wife in Melbourne and she was a lot younger than a lot of them too but it's just really fun and some of them are having little chats about like how so and so, and like yeah. listening to these ladies having their chats about their families and, oh, I'm going off on this cruise. Like, it's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing a challenge on the Keep It Cleaner app I use. It's Cardio Bar Pilates. This one's a bit different to the other classes. They've dropped a whole bunch of new ones in. There's three a week you can do. I've already done two of them. I was going to do the third today, but I decided to do a strength one instead just to mix it up. But these ones are a bit different because they're more like, I guess, circuit training. They describe them anyway. But I was thinking they were going to be so hard because the instructor who does these classes, honestly, so hardcore, but thankfully I've been able to walk. It's not been as bad as I thought, but still definitely challenging and like really burning in your butt and oh, gets you really good.
2: Are they equipment based or you can do them with nothing?
1: You could do them with nothing, but a lot of these classes I've just built up over time. You'll need like some hand weights. A Pilates ball, which I just got some from Kmart.
2: Kmart is so good for gym stuff or just basic stuff like that. Yeah,
1: a lot of my over the over the last year since using this app more heavily. At first, yeah, I do the equipment free. There's lots of equipment free options, or if you don't have it, you can substitute it for something else around you. I even got a skipping rope, um, those bands. You can get packs of either the elastic ones or the fabric ones. So if you're looking to deck out your at home workout exercise gear, you don't need to buy really expensive stuff. It's yeah, it's really easy to get ahead. And just collect it as you go. I've just collected it over time and as I've needed to up my weight, which is quite a rewarding feeling. Cause I don't know about you, but my arms are often my I think for a lot of us women and my friend Ali who I've introduced to the app as well, we find that our arms are our weakest area, mm. going up from using two kilo weights to four now I've bought a set of fives. I never thought I'd be using those. Even a reformer would do weight stuff on, and I'd only ever use twos or threes.
2: Yeah, my arms are um, pretty weak. I hate skipping, though, the skipping rope. I don't know. I just don't I like jumping.
1: It. I don't like jumping exercises. I don't like Not jumping the in boobies. the air. Yeah, my boobs jiggle, even if I'm wearing a supportive sports bra. Um, I just don't like that feeling of, like, landing. I don't know. <laughs> I was really afraid of heights when I was younger. Mum had to bribe me to even go on a horse when I was a kid. Like, I was so scared of heights.
2: Won't buy you a jump off the Harbour Bridge then.
1: Oh, absolutely not. I have done a skydive, but I was blackmailed and doing that in radio. It was for a child cancer charity. So if I didn't do it, they didn't get the money. So I did that. But it's weird. I'd rather do a skydive than I would rather do a bungee I just think it's my body being tied up not my feet anyway
2: you can't say no to children's cancer can you I
1: know I was like they've got (laughs) to get this money like I've got to do it anyway what else has been happening what's um what's been happening in your world you had lots of stories from me last time I enjoyed them
2: um the boys got haircuts the other day
1: I saw that I particularly love so Jagger's your younger son and his little face when he was getting it done like He's got these big, beautiful eyes and he was almost looking at you like, help. But he was also, you were saying he was looking at the lady like, don't screw this up.
2: He looked so unimpressed. He didn't, when we got there, he was like, no haircut, no mama, no mama. And then <laughs> I was trying to get Freddie to, I was like, oh, Freddie, you're going to be such a cool dude, like, good job. And then Jagger got a bit jealous. So he just starts going to the lady, my turn, my turn. And so he just walks up. But it was the first time she's let him put the cape around. He hates the cape going around his neck. It's the first time he's let them use the what
1: are they called the buzzer, the buzzer on yeah. the sides.
2: But anyway, they look quite cute. But the worst part about the place that we go—it's like a Just Cuts or something like that. It's right across the road from. It's supposed to be like a one-two-three dollar shop, but it's not a one-two-three dollar shop. The toy that one of them picked this time was like twenty-three dollars.
1: Um, absolutely not. Way too expensive. What false advertising? They need to update their sightage.
2: Yeah, well, it's in, like, quite a market suburb, so they probably just think, like, oh, these people are stupid.
1: I went to Dua Lipa, uh recently, and that was so cool. It's funny when you buy concert tickets so far away from the actual concert. Because of the pandemic, I think I, I bought them the minute they went on sale in September last year. And then the concert was uh, started November this year. So that's quite a in between and you sort of almost you buy them and then you forget about it because it's so far away it's more than a year right and you don't even know at that time concerts are they even going to go ahead like so many got cancelled postponed a million times but it was so good I had the best time I was her unofficial backup Dancer doing harmonies, had such a good time. It was one of the best concerts I've ever shut been
2: up, to. Shut up, shut up. I'm already just kicking myself as soon as I look, saw not, everything. because I'm not trying
1: to make you jealous. I but. love
2: her and I was going to buy them when they came out and I don't know why I did, probably because I thought, oh, this concert will never happen. Huge FOMO, I'm glad like, you had a great time, but I'm just very hey, jealous look. and mad at myself.
1: Don't hate on the person oh, who I bought know. the tickets as soon as they went on sale. I you could have got them, but no, I'm not trying to make you jealous, but it's up there with... Spice Girl is one of the best concerts I've been to. She is such a good singer live. Um, She's inspired my next hair. I'm already growing out my blonde a lot, but I'm doing it sort of naturally over time. because I don't want to color over it. And say she? Or Doer.
2: Oh, I thought you were just talking about the Spice Girls. I was like, which oh, one? No, there were five.
1: No, Dua has, I just, like, her hair was really long. I won't go as dark as her. I've done that in the past, but I'll keep it more my natural colour, which if you know colours, it's more like a four level than a three. A three is, like, dark brown, almost verging on black. Sorry oh. for hairdresser chat, but I used to always colour it that, and it's just not, it's not the right colour color for my skin tone anyway she had like long extensions down her back and they just looked so beautiful and flowy and I was like okay yeah I've built into the hairdresser but I think the dark hair will happen next year I just yeah I don't really fully want to get rid of my blonde well you
2: suit it I'm so lazy well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm so lazy. But now. you
1: still um, have a root touch at the at the top. I used to for a long time. I was always balayage for years, and then it just before you know it, it goes higher and higher and higher, and you're doing a full head of foils. And I just the I just didn't like the look of it anymore for me personally. I like it a bit more like grown out, but I still like it quite blonde. And
2: anyway, mine's just pure laziness. I don't have any color in the top. The last time I went, she just toner. Ponyers oh, are
1: amazing what they can yeah, achieve though.
2: Like every third time she might take the colour up a little bit but never to the roots.
1: Yeah. I'm lazy.
2: That's why I chop my hair. That's why I, that's like the reason for most of the shit I do what I do because I'm lazy. I never dry my hair.
1: I don't know if it's lazy. I think it's just smart. I'm going to call it smart okay. chic. Um, yeah. Shall we get into our recommendations? Yes. What have you got for us?
2: It's a bit embarrassing but I am – Waiting for the final to come out today on Netflix of Lovers Blind.
1: Oh no! Don't be embarrassed. I interviewed one of the people from the first Shut season, up. Kelly. Which one? Kelly Chase. Oh,
2: I need a picture. Yeah, I've. I think I've watched all of the seasons, and it just I don't know. It just got me thinking. Like, do you think it could work?
1: Yeah, the whole premise is that you date people behind these like, pods. Yeah, so you don't see what they look like. You only hear, obviously, them, and you fall learn in about love them. with them. Yeah. Their
2: Personality. And then
1: do you go to the – I haven't watched a lot of it. I just remember watching some of it to research for interviewing this person. Do they go to the altar and then that's when they see each other? No, no.
2: Okay. So they are in the pods for I think like a week or two. Well, they can
1: decide to go to the altar.
2: Yeah. So they're in the pods and then some of them don't make a connection and they don't find anyone they don't move on. But I can't remember how many couples came out of it. But there are people they decide – Within a few days and they say they love each other and then they propose. So they'll propose behind a wall and then they'll say yes and then they go out later on into this hallway and have a grand reveal. Um, And then when the experiment, that side of it's finished, the couples go to like a retreat and have a little holiday and get to know each other. With the other ones, they're having doing most of the stuff by themselves but then they'll have like a night... Where they catch up so it's quite awkward and interesting to watch to watch the other ones some of them have had quite deep connections with other people that they um. didn't pick or like they said no to some of them so there's always a bit of drama with that and then they go back to their hometown and they move into an apartment building so it's a little bit like married at first sight after they're married they move into apartments and then they've got like three week lead up to the weddings so they live together but on the day they don't know if they're going to say like I do or I don't and so far A few of them have said, I don't. And like you thought they would have. And it's so like it just... was based on their
1: their reaction to someone's looks. That's what's changed their mind.
2: No, no, because they've been with them for like a month. They knew what they looked like. It's living with them. They meet the family. They do all the stuff. It's a normal, it's an everyday real world relationship. So these people are like madly in love when they meet. There was no one that... There were a few people that weren't as in love with the person's look as the personality. And it was actually some of the guys, but they have been able to get over that. So by the time they get to say, I do, and they always say the one the one that says I do first is the one that obviously the producers think are going to say I do. So it's all like hinging on this person and then they, yeah. Often say I don't. Yes, but then they have a reunion. But when the reunion aired for last year's season or the year before, it was like almost a year after. Some of the couples have been married for a year. But Nick Lachey and... Vanessa Lachey, obviously. They, host, they host everything yeah. at the moment. They do the, um, the ultimatum. Yes. I watched that. I'm like fascinated by these. Why is everyone so keen to get married? I don't understand. Oh,
1: I think that's one of the things I probably would never do. Like marriage is meant to be so special, right? And the person you're going to, well, not always. <laughs> but, no, but you know, if you think at least for your first time getting married, <laughs> yeah. there may be more, you would want it to be with someone that you actually choose and you go about it organically, right? Rather than just some random on TV.
2: I like the whole idea of how these connections are formed. They talk about things and they know this person on a much deeper level. What type of person signs himself up for a show like that?
1: A person that I listened to a podcast with Ella who was on the latest season of Maths in Australia. She Oh yeah.
2: Yes, I know. The the one one,
1: Dom and Ella who have Mm. a podcast together. Well, she was talking about that because it's not something she thought she would ever do. But I guess when you get to a point where she was very career focused, she just yeah if nothing's worked for you then you're like oh give it a go you know like you never know what's going to happen what's going to come of it I do think a lot of people go on these shows though for other reasons other than just they want to get that platform and maybe it leads to other opportunities whatever they may be whether it's in television other reality shows or building a following but I think when you are maybe in your 30s and you haven't met someone you think oh what the heck
2: Mass to me is like the lowest one like with the least integrity or the applicants that seem to be on the last couple of seasons seem to be the least genuine mm. in general but these netflix ones are interesting because they're the first kind of group of them and up until that point they've all been on you know normal tv the bachelor mm. all those ones
1: yeah have you watched my mum watches a lot of these shows and she binges them have you watched 90 day Fiance? That is one I reckon. You're just gonna find the clips online.
2: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I have seen maybe like ends of episodes, but I've never, I've never sat down and like I'm gonna, you know, this is my show.
1: It's full like Jeremy Kyle, Dr. Phil styles. Like it's, it's chaotic. Um, and then the the drama around, you know, like someone's just using him to get a visa or wants to be in America, and you know, just watching them either break up with them is it's just so carnage. It's, That's
2: kind of the premise of the show usually, isn't it? To yeah. the, they need, like, they from a different country.
1: Yeah, but it's just so dramatic. And so I think the word is feral, just out the gate, not like a, it's very different from The Bachelor.
2: Chief, I find American reality stuff just in general, like whether it's a, the Ellen show or Oprah or anything, it's just so over the top mm. in the audience. and every, They're so hyped up and they're just like, oh my God. And the contestants, yeah. like, I guess they have such a huge pool of people to choose from that they just pick the most extreme. That's Americans for you. Yeah. I
1: kind of in some ways I envy a lot of the way they are because they're so excited. They don't have that tall poppy we have here as much but when we try to do them here in New Zealand, they're just absolute. We just it doesn't can't, translate. We can't do it. When they do The Bachelor, it's like they're going to, they often do propose, right? So intense. Whereas here, it's like, oh, cool. Do you want to like maybe go to Christmas with me and my family? You yeah, know? No, like, that's it's too
2: much commitment. Yeah, like it's yeah. nothing.
1: It's too cheesy. I don't mess with America, like USA, Love Island. I think Love Island, UK is just the best one. Just keep it all. I started watching Australia. I don't think I can watch it. Oh,
2: you see Paige and Adam. Yes,
1: Adam Collard. Oh, yeah. Cheated Naughty on boy her. To yeah. tell me she got Collard. Collarded. She, yeah, and her mum did warn her, but yeah. yeah, a few weeks ago, you may have seen on TikTok there were some rumors, there were some videos, and she went on a podcast and yeah. talked about it, which I saw the clips on TikTok saying that that wasn't the only videos; there were, there more, were way more, and that that apparently got together toilets at a bar, and that he went to Bali and just basically Didn't ignored remember, her yeah. messages, and, and then yeah. when he
2: did reply, he was just like, "Oh, at least we know where we stand."
1: What a like, what a bullshit artist, though. I mean, like, yeah, going on that show after being. So much of a fuckboy on the previous season he went on and then goes on and acts like, oh, no, I've got it out of my system. These guys are going to come out and it's going to be, they're going to get a lot of attention. I've kind of been there, done that. He just tricked her.
2: Why would you go to such great effort and lengths to try and prove that you're changed? So much effort just to then like, no, jokes just, like just it's too hard like i'm just gonna go back to being your dick
1: i guess it's it's hard to pretend for too long right eventually mm. it'll come out it's like one of those it's just probably a pattern here yeah. has.
2: the other recommend is a podcast i've been listening to it's called the lambo lawyer
1: it's I think a, I've heard about Yeah, it.
2: it's a new one that's just come up. It's only eight episodes and they're quite short. It's quite easy to listen to. His name's Peter Lavick. He is an Australian barrister, who he was. He's in his 70s now. But he drives like a $500,000 Lambo around Sydney and he is this egomaniac narcissist and he's a self-confessed narcissist and he, he just loves himself so much. He wanted the movie made about himself, he wants a podcast made about himself and his very good friend is Hedley Thomas who of the teacher's pet the teacher's trial and so he's been wanting him to make one for ages and he's just like no so other guys doing one but he said we'll make a podcast I'm not just going to like piss in your pocket give me a list of people that you think hate you and it was just quite Interesting, like it was. There's nothing too heavy about it, and I just had me thinking, like narcissists have such a bad rap. There are actually a lot of really good qualities about him. Yes, he is an egomaniac. He only wants to talk about himself, but he still does have the empathy and he cares about people. And then there was like a a 60 minutes thing on an Australian TV that he was on about narcissists. Why can't it be like a good thing as well? Like, what am I trying Hmm. to say? No, I understand. Just like it's it's kind of you know guys talking about girls oh she's crazy or something like that it's like this word that we use as a throwaway just to describe them all like that they're a terrible person they're a narcissist but we're Maybe kind of describing not. tendencies of a person that's very like self-obsessed but just you know have me thinking about like what is a narcissist is it always a terrible thing can there be good
1: qualities I guess from a blanket view, narcissism, narcissists aren't a good thing. But then there's differences between narcissist and psychopath. Who has empathy? Because does a narcissist have empathy?
2: Anyway, it just was like, had me thinking. I was very confused by the end of it. I was watching this thing on Instagram, or I can't remember who it was, but there are very few people out in the world that are 100% good. Like there'll be the odd one that's just very naive and would never think to do anything bad to anyone else. A huge majority of people... Have got like an evil side to them, but where most people differ from really evil people is that you can dial it in. Like you know, I'm not gonna go kill that person. I'm not. You can you can control mm-hmm. like your inner monster. Not surprised. It was a night I couldn't sleep. I was just <laughs> questioning life.
1: Oh my god! The other night after we recorded an episode talking about you know sleep issues, and you were saying that you wanted to clean up your sleeping habits at night. You're going into spite, like Yet you know, do. Well the next night after that I didn't go to sleep and most people will be will think what the heck but I know you'll understand I didn't go to sleep till 4am Yeah, And it wasn't like I was purposely trying to be awake. Last night it was midnight and I was lying there for like two hours trying to get to sleep. I may have done a Skims order. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) I've ordered something from Skims. Oh my God, I was going to tell you about that on the show. I forgot to bring it up before. Yeah, so I actually have wanted for a very long time the, I don't know if you've seen the Skims dress. It's a long black plain dress. There's other colors and they're just really flattering. And I've seen it so many times. I've looked up dupes. Lessons had one that looked really similar, but the fabric, I just don't think the quality's as good. And, you know, I think as we get older and you clear out your wardrobe more and more, I realize that, and I had another one recently. I do them quite regularly. The stuff that pills and not such good quality fabric, I end up donating and it's just a waste, right? So I'd rather have things that I can keep for years. And this is one of those dresses. But I'm curious to see. I bought that and that was the only thing I was going to buy. And then I, because I thought, oh, well, I don't want to get stung for customs, but it doesn't look like I will, hopefully. Fingers crossed. How much was shipping? Free. Okay,
2: I'll it's be It's over so, a certain amount. So interested because I've been many times on the website collect like, like add to cart or they've not had my size and a lot of things because it's always sold out but there are quite a few things I'd like to get just basics things like good quality so yeah I'll be so interested
1: yeah so the shipping was free it must be over a certain amount of money I was the same I'd looked earlier this year end of last year and there was something I really wanted and it was constantly sold out and same with these dresses but they just must have recently had a restock I don't know probably because it's coming into that season where people are buying a lot more anyway I went on there heaps of sizes the size guides is really easy to to work out it's in inches so if you've got something you can compare it to Maybe there's something you've bought recently from a certain brand and you can look at their size guide and compare. So I bought the dress and I also ended up buying one of the t-shirts. There's one called Fits Everyone Tea, which I have dupes of from Glassons. But there's this other one that I got, which this is where you can go onto TikTok and compare the fabrics and look at the differences. That's what I do a lot of the time when I buy things. Mm. So there's this other one that's like a cotton tee. It's the same, but it's just slightly different fabric. It looks a bit more thick. Whereas the fits everyone tee is more like activewear fabric, probably ah. like tights and a bit more, you know, like the slight sheen to it. Whereas the other ones are a bit more like matte, I guess, and thicker fabric. So I did order one of those t-shirts. Seems quite expensive for a t-shirt. How much is
2: a t-shirt? I need like a really good white t-shirt.
1: Quite a lot. You can go convert the... the if oh, got- the
2: American dollar is horrific right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, but then the reason, all, how I justified Tell me, it how much was, is a lot. I don't want to say, I don't like talking about money. Put fingers up. I'll tell you off here. People right. can go look at the website <laughs> for themselves. The reason or the way I justify it is...
2: You have to justify it to me. But no,
1: I don't have to justify it. But when I'm buying things, I look at my wardrobe now and the stuff that is a bit more expensive. And I know as we get older, that's something maybe it's a privilege that we can afford. Because when we're younger, you can't. So you have to buy cheap stuff. I still have more affordable things, of course. And I don't spend ridiculous amounts on some things. The stuff that is better quality fabric, I keep for three, four, five more years. Whereas the other stuff I'm having to get rid of, which I think is just not, it's just so wasteful. So I'd rather spend more and keep something for a really long time. Isn't it
2: funny how we kind of have to justify things to ourselves? My dad does it. I can see it when he does it to my mum, like these really big purchases and Mm. stuff. And I can see almost like Tom does it sometimes. And you do like baby steps to end up to the thing that you were gonna buy anyway where you should have just done that in the first place. But you like justify it to yourself. And I'm just thinking like listening to you talking I'm about it. I'm justifying it like, more to others than know, myself. I'm like yeah. I totally get it. I'm all for it. But I do it to myself, I justify things in my head because there's always things you should be spending money on over that and like with kids. I find it so easy. To justify spending money on my kids, that's easy. They need something. When it comes to myself, I have it's just guilt. Like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, but all for it. I can't wait to see.
1: Did give me express free shipping, so hopefully it'll be here oh. quite soon. I guess buying into the Kardashian Empire. <laughs> it's probably one of the better companies they've had, though.
2: They probably is the most successful. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about good American jeans. I looked at them, but I don't think their sizing chart was that. My brain is not very good with measurements. I was just like, and they are They do are an amazing
1: expensive. size, yeah. They have a great size range, yeah. and they don't stock. I think you brought this up on a previous episode. They don't stock unless people will stock their, all their size range. Yeah. yeah,
2: I would buy skims, definitely, probably will. And I would buy Good American jeans.
1: I reckon you'll like the skims. I'll show you mine once they arrive and I'll make sure I share them. Um, well, random note a couple of years back, Good American shared my podcast on the Instagram stories. So very random. I woke up one morning and I was like, "What? So random, but very yeah. cool." Looking at my recommendations, I'm a little bit late to the party. However, uh, we've watched season one of The White Lotus as the Emmy award winning show. Season two has recently been released. It's an HBO show, and season two is set in Italy. There's a lot of new characters. Jennifer Coolidge is back. She's honestly one of my favorite actresses. Her. Yeah, there's something about her. She's just very funny, and her character's very intriguing. And does um, she always? Rich Plays lady, a slightly
2: fruity character. Eh?
1: <laughs> One thing I will say, we have enjoyed it, but the music's too loud. The soundtrack—it's just so weird, and the, it's very loud. It needs to be quieter. Also, I have been listening to Dolly Alderton's new released book, Dear Dolly. It's on love, life, and friendship. We, of course, did a deep dive on the show and book on our podcast, Gloss. You can listen to when they turned it into a TV adaptation. But this is basically a collection of her Agony Aunt column in the Sunday Star Times, plus some other essays and things she's written. I'm listening to this as an audiobook, which I always prefer to do, when the author like herself or a biography someone reads it and that's really cool still to come we delve into the existential crisis commonly known as the pre-30s freakout relevant to any age or stage we share our experiences and advice for anyone wanting to take the pressure off during the panic years we'll be back after a quick break
0: here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact
1: We wanted to talk about the freak out a lot of people have, commonly known as the pre-30 freak out. Another year of 90s babies will be having one at the moment or going into having one and it's something that I think happens to all of us. I remember when I was younger and my boyfriend at the time was turning 30 or even one that was turning like 21 or something and people would freak out and I didn't quite get it. But then when you get there yourself, you do sort of have that freak out. Do you remember having one? You only turned 30 last year. Do you remember having that pre-30 freak out?
2: Yeah, it was me this time last year. Absolutely. I was in denial. I don't know why. And it's happening again. Not, It's not happening again this year, but I was like,
1: don't, don't want to turn 31. Oh, 31's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm about to turn, I'm 33, I'll be 34 soon, that's wild to me, and 32 to 33, I was like, eh, 34, I'm like, oh my god, that's, well, it's not old, but when you're a kid, you think that's old, because your parents were that age or whatever, and, you know, we'll start to look at having a family soon so you know is that gonna be the age I am when I have a baby honestly and feel like a real old person saying it but that time between 30 to now even your late 20s to whenever it goes so fast don't say that it does I was like 30 not that long ago and now I'm about to turn 34 um, I think I'm, I'm inciting a slight panic again I wasn't that wasn't my intention of having this conversation but she's she's looking a little panicked right now me <laughs> yeah.
2: oh I don't know why I was feeling panicked about it I don't know if it's because you think that time is running out, Mm. is it something about that, or um, you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve, is that what it is, or is it actually to do with the number, is it superficial, or is it deep, I don't know, but a lot of people I think freak out.
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of those things, first of all, it's those societal pressures on people which we then put on ourselves that, oh, by the time you're 30 you should be married, you should have children, you should own a house, you should have a really successful career, your whole life should be thriving, you should be, you know, saved all this money. But those are, I guess, preconditioned societal norms and pressures that they're these young. But I think growing up, watching our parents as well, you know, we're doing things a lot differently now. And back then, there would have been people I'm, my mom having when she was 29, which back then would have seemed my mom probably had me old. when she was 30. Yeah, so yeah. our mums were probably ahead of the pack, whereas. For a lot of us, it feels like our parents had already had kids, you know, they were in their 30s with young children, they owned a home, whereas maybe some of us are just doing things a little bit later, or for a lot of people, not owning a home because the market's incredibly severely different now, you know, like things are different. The times have changed, right? And there's not that pressures to have a family as young for everyone anymore. Some people, yes, some people, you know, like yourself, you had health reasons, but for a lot of us, we can. Put pause on it perhaps that's to do with religious reasons or back in the day you didn't really live with someone until you were married whereas now a lot of us are living de facto and I think it's the pressures obviously of these things that we feel like we're meant to have achieved that was it for me and I remember talking about it at the time it's the pressure you put on yourself that oh by 30 I should have had all this done and I don't but 30's not old and I think 30s as we've realized are the years that you can really enjoy and you know yourself a bit more and 20s are messy and you maybe are a bit more stable or maybe you're a bit more secure financially or just you know you're a bit more settled I guess the word is for I I would relate with that in my 30s I'm more settled than I was in my 20s because your 20s it's messy you're moving a lot you're changing jobs maybe boyfriends friends going out a lot and 30s are very different but they're a bit more comfortable I don't know you just feel a bit more sure of yourself right so I don't think that's a bad thing but in the lead-up you freak out because you think it's old and I remember for me I actually had a panic attack when I had my pre-30s freak out. We were planning our summer leave at work. I was in the studio doing a radio show. I went under my desk during an, a song or an ad break and had a full-blown panic attack under the radio desk because I was freaking out about turning 30. I don't even know why and then afterwards I realized it was just pressure I was putting on myself. The fact that I wasn't in a relationship you know i maybe where I wanted to be in all these areas of my life, but that's just the pressure that you put on yourself. Why do we think that we have to do that?
2: I can only I can only sympathise to how it would feel to be 29 turning 30 and to be single and to be feeling like that because for me I, I still had the same feelings about turning 30, like feeling quite anxious about it, but I think they were quite different reasons because I had the things that society you should have this, But then I also had those things at 25. So I almost feel like for me, my 20s were split up into two. There was 20 to 24, 25, where those were my quite unstable, wild kind of messy times. And then from 25 to 30, that was completely different. But you're still really young and you're still in the same headspace Mm. as you were being that like messy 20 something year old. Except his marriage, his mortgage, his a baby, his another baby. Mm. Now, look, it's explaining it like that. I'm not surprised that I felt really overwhelmed. You go through your 20s and then you're expected to take on more and more things and then not feel overwhelmed. But your 20s are really messy and you are still figuring out like, quite often people have career changes, like multiple career changes, possibly, or go back to uni sometimes or big relationship changes, country changes, city changes. There are a lot of changes that go on in your twenties.
1: I moved five cities in one country in my twenties. Yeah. Well, can you
2: imagine if someone's like, here's a baby, here's a, like, how would that, how oh. would your mental health?
1: Like, I don't think I would have financially been able to do it because, well, I wasn't around my family. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're in it, you can't flat share with a baby. I mean, some people probably can, you know, if you love your yeah. friends or whatever, but how are you supposed to afford to live when you, and then you can't work or then you need money for childcare. Like it's a big financial responsibility, having children and doing it alone. That was something I was seriously starting to think about. Not that, not that I didn't think I would meet someone eventually, although that does cross your mind when you have been single for a while or meeting the wrong people and having not the best luck or whatever that can be quite frustrating. And you wonder, like I I had thoughts and a lot of people I know and people I've interviewed on this podcast saying, well, when's it going to be my turn? Like, when am I going to have that? Mm. Or they have had it. And then it goes away. Um, Someone I had on had been married and had babies. And then that their marriage ended a year later, which happens to a lot of people. Yeah, And so You do wonder, when is it going to be my turn? And I remember thinking was, is this ever going to happen for me? And the idea of being in a healthy relationship, I wanted it. And I was working on myself and seeking therapy to make all those things happen so that I was in a good state to meet the right person and attract someone that wasn't like some of the people I had been attracting. And you do wonder, like, is it ever going to happen? And one thing I got told, which is a good way to relate to it, is... Remember when you didn't think something else you had was going to exist and then it did? Mm. Think of it like that. You know, when you, like when I landed a dream job, say in radio or whatever, I got the day show on ZM, that was something that I'd worked for for so long and it might not seem that big a deal to a lot of people, but that's a, that was like nearly 10 years of my career and then study before that to get that job. It's so hard. And there's, there were literally two jobs like that in the whole country in that sort of music genre. That was a big deal for me. So, when something like that happens, you've got to, whatever it is in your life where something you achieved or you felt really good about, think about the time that happened because that happened. Of course, it's going to work out another way, just a different time and a bit different, you know? Yeah. I also
2: feel like for guys, maybe it's very different. For them, 40 might be the number that they would have some feelings about. Mm. Or, yeah, it's like they've kind of got another decade almost where society gives them grace to work things out. It's all about time I think. Everyone most people's anxieties and worries and things like that are somehow to do with time or like not enough time or time running out or mm. it can just be really overwhelming to think that you've not like manage that time well
1: yeah that actually is a good
2: wasted time
1: yeah that's exactly how I felt I felt like I had wasted time my 20s while I was career focused there's a lot of carefreeness to it and you you think time you've got so much time and oh my gosh like I'm 19 I'm 20 wow there's so much time ahead of me and before you know it you're about to turn 30 or whatever and it is that pressure it's like the tick tock right women we have that biological clock ticking where it can get harder as you get older to be able to have children if that is something you want. People are working out if they even want to have children, which you're hearing a lot more about now. Yeah. Um. And there's a lot more conversation around that. Yeah, it was the pressure of feeling like I didn't have enough time. To do it all. Yes, and you're getting to this age and you're thinking, I should have done this, I want to have all this stuff, but it's realizing that there is enough time. And in your 30s, you can just continue on what you've already built. Yeah. There are still so many things I want to do and have plans to, and I haven't got to yet, but one thing I've learned since I guess it's getting older, but going on Ritalin this year has allowed me just to slow that down a little bit and stop trying to do too many things at once rather than thinking one of the things for me is I look back and think oh, i I'm, I'm not doing enough, I haven't done enough, right, but just do the stuff you are doing well, recognize that that is something, and you know like I really want to write a book, but that hasn't happened yet. So that's going to have to be a next year thing or, you know, start working on it end of this year kind of thing. You can't do everything at once. And I think you've pointed out before, we can't have it all at once, right? No. We can't can't have it all at once. Yeah.
2: I just think now being on the other side of it, it's all bullshit. And I liken... Turning 30 to the millennium, you know, when it was going to be Y2K and we didn't know if all the computers were going to stop working or we were all going to die or the world was going to explode. It happens and the world just keeps going and everything's the same. And I wish that I had realised that, it, there, is, like you said, there's time to do what you want to do. And like your 20s do have fun because there there are, like you were going about time and it's short and life is short, but life is also long, like you've got the rest of your life to do, all those things. Like, let me tell you, once you have a kid, you're a mother for the rest of mm. your life, you are making lunches every day for the rest of your life, you get along with their school, like they're mm-hmm. at school for a long time, all that stuff, it's every day, and you are making dinner every night, and it's not at all taking away from being grateful for those things, but once you're there, it's routine, it's mm-hmm. the same, and your 20s, if you've got no reasons why you can't give yourself the time to pit things like babies or, you know, to leave it a little bit later if that's what you want to do. Think about it in your 30s or early 30s. For me, I didn't really have that opportunity, so it was always something that was in my mind and that put a lot of pressure on me as well. But how shitty would it be to think, like, you can't have, like, no time in your life that you can allow to have fun because the rest of your life you're going to be working, paying mortgage, like, doing all that stuff. Just bloody give yourself, you know, that decade – figure out what you want to be doing for the rest of your life. Mm. Go traveling where you can travel again now. Um, if you want to change careers, like no better time to change course because you've got, it's a long time, like to set yourself up for a really long time to be unhappy if mm. you're not liking what you're doing. Um, yeah, if you don't like something, change it.
1: Yeah, and you can do all these things in your 30s as well you and beyond. Can. You absolutely know? can.
2: You don't have to feel like I've got to have done it all before I'm 30 you've got your 30s to do it too and I think if anything like you've said I feel more myself being 30 and I am being kinder to myself and I just feel a bit calmer maybe it's the meds like I've started taking like a few things but just not the need to punish myself Mm. because I've worked out that like okay I've got quite a while to go now hopefully touch wood look after yourself because you're in it for a long time like it's a journey yeah it's woo-woo as it sounds but yeah 20s figure out what you going to do travel have fun don't feel like you've got to have a mortgage and kids by the time you're 25 like, yeah because just because someone in comparison like you'll be saying you yeah, know my friend's done it and that's what I want or just so hard to compete or not compete yourself to someone they might really not be happy like their marriage might not work out you just don't know what someone's going through
1: yeah if you're single by 30 you have actually statistically dodged your first divorce <laughs> yeah wow. Well, so who's the real winner here That's you know <laughs> no you've raised some really interesting and very valid points they very good advice there is a calmness that comes in those times and feeling more settled and you're right in your 20s when do you have and some people in their 30s as well and beyond when do you have The opportunity to have your friends just go out for random nights out all the time. I don't really do that anymore and I don't even have kids yet. You know, like, I'll go to things, but it's more hey, I've got this, like, tonight I've got a dinner, you know, yeah. for it. Or I've, I've got, got a babysitter, event, like, I've got, you yeah. wanna go Like, Yeah, and so, like, it's more planned and it's more, which I like because it's more special and I don't like drinking a lot anymore. But when you're younger, you know, you go out and it's fun. Like, there's random nights out. And the next day, one of my favorite things is, you know, you sleep over with each other, which doesn't really happen as you get older and you have your own homes and responsibilities. Yeah. And you're sharing stories and memories and the memories are coming back from the night before and you laugh. That's one of the best things. Yeah. And yeah, you don't get that as much. It gets to a point in your 30s. I remember saying to my boyfriend recently, I don't know if it's the pandemic, but it feels like people don't go out as much anymore. And he goes, no, it's just that we're older.
2: (laughs) Well, no, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, Because I feel like I've become a bit of a recluse the last couple of years and I'm finding it hard to get myself out I don't know if it's a combination of life stage, but I think other people are feeling quite similar, like just got used to this way of life and it's hard to get yourself out of it.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting what you said as well before, you know, I was 24 when I bought a house and mm. got a mortgage. So I've, in my 20s was like a lot of people, it was a little bit wild at the beginning then not not much of it because I think I was like 21 when I met my long-term boyfriend. So from then to 25, very much like a bit of partying, obviously moved cities a little bit, a bit messy, but in a pretty solid long-term relationship, thought I was going to marry that person, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And then that changes. Then from then 25 to 30 into my early thirties, while got more settled messy fun single hard but all over the show you know but also smashing massive career goals and doing some really cool things so you can live multiple I feel like I've lived multiple lives I didn't even it's weird thinking back that when I was 24 I bought a house like that's weird to me it's like it's nine years later and I just I don't even remember that almost it just feels like a different time yeah
2: we can have many lives, many stages of life.
1: If you're sitting there thinking, well, when is it going to be my turn? And when is this stuff going to happen? That's been us. Mm. You know, like even though that happened younger for you, for me, until I met my boyfriend, even though I was in a good place and I'd done a lot of therapy to get there, it's hard to think it's ever going to happen. And even for me, I used to feel a little bit sad sometimes on Mother's Day, like as I got a bit older, because I really wanted to have a baby. And like, Mm. it sounds silly, but... You wonder if that's ever going to happen. And I was starting to think, well, you know, if I was 32, I'd probably need to start thinking about, you know, whether you start looking into freezing your eggs and doing it on your own. And I remember seeing someone and she said, you're probably just going to meet someone soon anyway. Then I met my boyfriend. So, you know, everything does work out. And I know I was single for a long time after a long-term relationship, you know, had some shorter relationships. I totally understand. And it and that's I think one of the things is for women that pre thirty, it happens to everyone, but the woman pre thirty, especially if you're a single woman turning thirty, in your thirties and even beyond Society doesn't always know where to place you and they're a little bit threatened by you and make you feel like shit. And that's something I really felt, especially last year Mm. when people couldn't, they're trying to place you like, why don't you have kids or why don't you have a husband? It's just such rude questions to ask somebody. Especially if you flip it around and, like, that person maybe had fertility issues and they couldn't have a baby. Like, what a rude thing to say to somebody.
2: People shouldn't ask those questions in today's day and age, but I think it's just taking a while to catch up with where we are, like, what people expect from society to where society actually is. But I am really here for all the conversations from people that are really vocal about not wanting children, because I fully appreciate that not everyone wants children, not everyone should have children. I think there's a lot of people out there that have children and shouldn't have children like it's not for everyone Mm. some days I wonder if it's for me like yeah it's hard it's really really hard so the fact that they know that's not for me like good on them and the more people that talk about it like that then hopefully people will stop asking rude questions I think a lot of the time people don't mean to be rude Mm. yeah you're
1: right actually I don't think they mean to be but it is and they should know better yeah, it's quite lonely and you feel, I just got it more and more and more. And it's interesting, even people within my extended family treat me different now that I have a boyfriend. Isn't really? that fucked? That is so fucked. Like, treat me differently because I have a boyfriend now. It's just really interesting when you've been single for a long time and then you get into a relationship, how different people treat you. Or even in a workplace or people trying to work you out or at a dinner with different people. Yeah, whereas you could be doing smashing career goals and... And that doesn't
2: matter. It interesting. If it's coming from, if it's coming from men, if it's men that are in relationships that their partners are threatened by a successful Do you single know what? woman, I, I think that was, definitely
1: that was where it mostly came from. For I me. would a hundred percent
2: say that that is where it's coming from. Especially if they have given, it, like, they are ones that have the societal norm things. Here comes this, like, single successful woman. I guarantee most of the time it will be the woman that feels threatened by that. Mm.
1: And then so the Projects man speaks on up. To, yeah. Possibly. Interesting, isn't it? It gets worse as you get older. Not to be a down buzz, but... I really feel for people, you know, you think 30s old, stop. Oh, and that's like, that gets be worse. Yeah. There'll
2: be people, older people, just thinking, like, this is a stupid conversation. Just get on with it, you guys yeah. are young. They, so it's exactly. all relative. It doesn't matter. It's just whatever stage you're currently at and the problems that you're experiencing, they are, of course, important at the time. And then when you're older, you'll look back and you'll be like, but it's like everything that you go through. Mm. Later on, you're like, oh, I made it through that. Find me something that you haven't survived yet.
1: And if it it means that you're at a stage where you don't have a partner or you don't have children, well, what I did when I created the self-love club is turn that around on you. What do you want? You don't have to go out and get those things. Like, in the meantime, until that turns up for you in your life, what do you want to do? Is it? Yeah, it's a good time to work on yourself. Do you want to... Not work on
2: yourself, but actually know exactly what you want so you'll recognize when that comes along. I don't know what I want half the time. Mm. I still don't know what I want. Most people don't sit down and actually think, what do I want?
1: And when you allow yourself that space, after leaving a a last radio contract I was doing, it was just a short term, I actually had time to think about what do I actually want to do? Like I obviously want to keep working in this field because I am a freelancer, right? So I have other work that I have capacity of doing and need to do. it gives you that time to what do I like doing and it can be career wise it it can be not it could just be like spending more time with your friends and family or doing exercise that you like or saving money to travel or paint read whatever it is and I love hearing stories people that listen to the podcast talking about oh I really felt inspired I've gone and studied I've left this job that I didn't love and I've studied and I've changed jobs or something do that like focus it on yourself because other people are out focusing on themselves. So don't like wait for stuff to come to you. It will come to you when the time is right. And I know that's the most annoying thing. I used to get really annoyed by hearing that. When you're not in a relationship and that's what you want one day, you're like, so how did it happen? Like, what did you do? I remember doing that with you a little bit. Like, how? Like, wh- when? And it just, it's so, you'd hear them say, it just happens. And that's the most annoying thing to happen. But whether it's relationship, whatever you're wanting in life, it can happen and it may not happen how you think it is. But everything works out. Totally. Totally agree. Yeah, well, that's all we've got time for. Thanks so much for joining and a good little chit-chat. And we'll have some more gloss deep dives in your ears soon. Yes we will thank you adios (laughs) adios (laughs) thanks so much for listening to the self-love club please support us make sure you hit follow on your podcast app to subscribe if you haven't already turn on automatic downloads as well and if you're enjoying listening please leave us a five-star rating and extra points for writing us a kind review this is so important. It helps new people find our podcast. You can find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Bell Crawford, Bell underscore Crawford on TikTok. We'll have all the links in our show notes. Plus, check out our home of pop culture, our podcast Gloss. We'll leave the link as well in our show notes so you can listen to our deep dives on Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen and so much more. We'll catch you soon. Bye.